G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Yes, indeed. Unfortunately, no heat in Melbourne town at the moment. The exact opposite, uh, but we can pretend here on Trade Afternoons for McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Mac is all part of Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Good afternoon to you one and all. Hope the day's treating you well. Sam Edmund with you, joined, uh, well, great pleasure to be joined too by the best of first winner, the All-Australian, the 334 gamer, the Mayor of Taralgon. Brendan Goddard. Welcome, BJ. Sammy. Well, I think the Mayor of Taragon was just in here earlier. He so was. A good friend of mine and uh, ours here at the station and Julian just stoop. The great uh, Andy. To the trade radio. Andy Thiesling down there. He'd love a shout out. So good to see Andy in the office just saying hi to everyone. He did. He came in. He did a tour of the facilities. It's that time of the year to do a tour of the facilities <laughs> and he did it here. And, uh, and it was good for me to put a face to the name. It's a great part of the uh, of the SEN and the trade radio family. Always texting, always tweeting, always involved. And a big bomber, big, a bomber, big bomber supporter, yeah, and little yeah. So, and I just alluded to you that uh, we grew up playing footy together. So Andy and I go a long way back. So he's a good man, big Essendon man, and big footy man. And just on the way out the door, he was regaling us with stories of your youth and kicking goals from eighty meters out in the fog with my eyes closed. Apparently, <laughs> great, great moment. Great to see Andy and, and the family in here. How is the weather though? By the way, you just sent me a photo or showed me a photo of Elstonwick Park. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it looked a like pond. a pool. Legitimate pond. Yeah, a, a dam. That's yeah. unbelievable. Now, driving in, there's, there's a, a lot of rain around coming down quickly, mind you. Uh, so <laughs> just a reminder, we're not quite uh, in spring yet. Far out. It seriously has uh, rained hard and the promise of, of more to come We can't today. really complain, can we, because of you know, what's happened further up north in the, in the last six months. Oh, never stopped us complaining so. before. But no, and, and actually Bathurst will be, uh, could be real messy over the weekend up there because it's supposed to be really wet. And uh, if you're a panel beater in Bathurst, I keep saying it, uh, this weekend you're in to make a mozza <laughs> because uh, there will be some fender benders up there. Um, headlines, um, you're making them. What's going on? I'm I just, them, apparently, just before yeah. I came on air here with you, I've noticed a story's bobbed up on... Fox Sports, all about culture and, and what you were commenting on this time yesterday around what a mm-hmm. successful one looks I don't like. I think that's a big shock, to no. be honest. And I think St Kilda are well aware of it. But to add context to it, the, the and it's more in relation to the playing group. The playing group, and when I try and sieve through the playing group, you know, like Zach Jones, who's been you know part of a really strong culture at Sydney, been a while now. He was a younger player then, back then. Mm. Uh, Brad Crouch in Adelaide. When they made a grand final, you wouldn't say that they've had great sustained success, which is probably a reflection of your culture, isn't it? Well, not probably, it is. Um, Jaron Geary's just retired. He knows what it's looks, he, it looks mm. like. Um, so it's more about the players just not knowing, hence why they've got people in. So, you know, Ratton clearly knows, being as a player and a coach at multiple clubs, Hawthorne, uh, Corey, Boris Enright at Geelong, mm. Lenny Hayes now. Jeff Walsh comes in. He talked. He, he talked about it. Yeah, really, yeah, about yeah. That there hasn't been great success, almost a, a acceptance of mediocrity. So it's more talking about the players actually don't quite know, and the core group of players. So you might get one or two that come in and have seen it and lived it and breathed it, but then it's really hard to dr- drive as a player when there's few and you know, few of you that actually know. So if you get a core group that build together, create the culture, get a taste for it. That's what. That's what. 
breeds success and sustain success. And that is, that is, that is, I don't know what it quite looks like. Cause, cause if they did, that I think it'd be ref, reflected on the field and their, their wins and losses and how successful they are. So I don't think it's that big a deal, but I, I think they're well aware of where they're at. Hence why the review trying to get better. Andrew Bassett knows where they're at. So it's a, almost a positive in the sense that things will just only get better from here and they're trying to make things better. Liam Stocker's made some enlightening comments too on a podcast called Not Alone, uh, an initiative of Beyond Blue, um, comments around anxiety and, and such, of course, not offered a new contract at the Blues, Liam Stocker, but we'll bring you that audio in a little bit. Um, a podcast that he has spoken on called Not Alone. Delisted Hawk Tom Phillips is going to join us later on. Delisted Eagle Patrick Nash is going to join us a little bit later on as well. So we're doubling up on the guest front today. All the regulars, BJ's Bomb, Fact or Fiction, and What's the Deal still to come. Happy to take nominations on all three of those subjects if you uh, want to steer us in a particular direction. 0419 The open line is exactly that. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Just the one deal done so far today early on, BJ, and that is Tanner Bruin to Geelong. Cats parting with their first round pick, pick 18. So... Um, that is a big deal for the Cats to get the 2020 number 12 into the club. He leaves after just two years up there at GWS, which is a story in itself that we've spoken a lot about. Um, the standard playing contract for those high-end draftees, mm-hmm. particularly to the to the uh, non-traditional markets and clubs like Gold Coast and GWS. So uh, that deal has been struck. So they're about one and a half way through their three-man acquisition here. They've got a commitment from Bose and, and, and the Suns for seven, but they've got to strike a trade. And they're a fair way away, though, when it comes to Ollie Henry. We'll get to all that as well. And the Giants, it must be said, has their draft hand now? Like something we haven't seen since they first entered the competition and the concessions. 3, 12, 15, 18, 19. And we'll get better when the Hopper deal gets done. And yes, then they'll get a future first. Yep. Uh, probably a pick in the 30, maybe that 31, and they'll get a player. And a player. So which, they've is, had to which is shaping up to be. Ivan Solder. Ivan Solder. Mm, who they've got an interest in. They yep. want a Ruckman and he's done the medical Seward. and the meeting, all yep. that sort of stuff. So I think that's the finer points uh, are still to be thrashed out, but the bones of that deal are there. Um, so they've had to lose some real quality there to do that, GWS, which is his own story. And people will look at that and think, well, this is just the cycle repeating again. What I would be doing if I'm if I'm the Giants is not recruiting anyone from the Bellarine or anywhere <laughs> west of Geelong. Do not touch that part of it. Oh, where can they go, though? Oh, don't there? touch that part of it, I'm There's telling you. There's not enough fish uh, in the pond no. up in New South Wales just to recruit. Unfortunately not. No, unfortunately not, which, again, is its own uh, story in itself. But the Cats, meanwhile, just the envy of the entire competition, the way they're doing it, winning a premiership by bucket loads and um, and just closing in on hoovering up this uh, top-end talent that they didn't have uh, access to initially because they've been too bloody darn good, and now they just uh, surf in over the top. But uh, that's what the good clubs do. So that deal done. Uh, an old teammate of yours, Mick Hurley, remaining at the Bombers in a coaching position, development specifically, working predominantly, of course, with the club's younger players. We'll speak about that a little bit later on as well. Brennan Lade's made some comments as well about uh, what he might have done before joining the Western Bulldogs. So there's a lot on our plate today, BJ, and hopefully a couple more deals go through uh, before we hand over to Late Trade Boys at 3 o'clock. Hayden is in Geelong. He wants to have a yak with us, BJ. He might open the batting for us today. Hello, Haydos. G'day, boys. How are you going? What's on your mind there, Haydos? I'm hoping you would be able to answer a question for me because everyone I speak to seems a bit stumped by it and they can't give me an answer. It's to do with the free agency uh, compo picks teams get when they lose a free agent. 
Um, and now there's that rule where you get your pick, but then there's a chance if you bring in another free agent yourself later on, your yep. original pick can be diluted and blah, blah, blah. And I was wondering, well, Port Adelaide got pick 27 for losing Carl Aim on um, as a combo pick, and they've already traded that to Melbourne. Mm. So what if Port Adelaide were then to bring in another free agent? Like, technically, have they just sort of got lucky because they've already got rid of that pick before they can have a chance to get it diluted, or is there's supposed to be a block on have to. compo picks to be traded until the free agency window closes or something? Or No, I don't think so, Hayden. I, I, I think, well, my instinct says, without knowing for sure, that uh, all bets are off. I think if you if you trade it out, it, it doesn't get diluted. Would I be right in saying that? Or would that be... Yeah, or if they were to try and bring in another free agent, would they have to trade for them? That's a very good question you ask, Hayden. Very good question. I'm going to put my hand up and say I don't know the specifics. Some more homework for you. More homework. It's amazing how many rules we don't know. Um, I'll put my hand up and say I just do not know the answer to that. Uh, Hayden, we'll check in with that. We'll try to get you an answer on that. Hey, boys, your thoughts on the Crows offering up Matt Crouch? Um, uh, be experienced they need. Plus, Lockie Shoal has North Melbourne links along with pick 23 this year and future first rounder next year for Jason Horn Francis. Um, first of all, Matt Crouch, I think... Um, well, they, they told him that he wasn't going to be offered a new contract. And then there's said to be some interest, though. So I thought initially maybe they'd struggle to get some fish on the hook with this. There is said to be a, a few clubs interested. Uh, I think we can put a line through Port Adelaide, though. There might have been a conversation, but nothing will happen there. But uh, Matty Crouch does have some interest at the moment, but more of the cursory interest than anything sort of significant at this stage. A Lockie Shoal can't, um, can't put any meat on the bone when it comes to Lockie Shoal, but I know his name's been... Bubbling around a little bit. Some fact or fiction nominations coming through mm-hmm. as well, BJ. Just these. Nice and early. Any tickle you fancy there? Uh, info into Josh Bruce, but I was thinking about him yesterday and where he kind of fits in if Rory Lobb does get to the Bulldogs. Uh, how, do, how do they make that work? Where, where, where's Where's Josh Bruce at? Mm. So, yeah. He must be thinking that, or his manager would be thinking, hang on, where do I? Because obviously coming off a knee last year, playing, I'd say, three to four games and being dropped. Uh, you got Darcy coming through, Lobb, Norton, Jamara improving every week. So where, where, does, where does he see himself? Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. Absolutely. Um, there's roadblocks everywhere at the moment too, isn't there? So Rory Lobb, roadblock, Jason or Francis, roadblock, uh, Josh Dunkley, roadblock. Is there one that's holding up? A Could lot. be. I, I reckon the Grundy Jackson stuff. Yeah. I, th- I think once that those puzzles and they're intertwined in so far as I, I'm not sure Melbourne, um, uh, Collingwood are going to uh, deal with Melbourne on Grundy until Jackson's done, or or at least vice versa. I think you know Collingwood are on the record of saying they want to pick inside 25. Maybe they're waiting to see what shakes out with Jackson before they can move Brody Grundy across. Um, and when it comes to the the Luke Jackson deal, we know where that's at with Fremantle and the, the two first round draft picks. But it's what's happening in the back end of that deal. So there's a lot happening in the background of all these big Horn deals Francis holding them up at the moment. Up. Yep. Like Rioli. Exactly. From West Coast to yep. Port. Fascinated by that one, actually, what you would accept if you were if you were North Melbourne and whether there will actually be a player involved. I'm not sure there necessarily will be. Um, I know Riley Bonner is the name that's mentioned. Dan Houston was shut down really quickly yesterday. Whether North Melbourne have an interest in a player like Riley Bonner, I'm not. I'm not too sure. And then the Dunkley situation is um, so interesting, and and has the potential to get to get even spicier. I reckon as the days go on here, with uh, we need the club at this stage looking to blink. It was reported late yesterday, I think, after we finished up that 
the Bulldogs, were they quoted or someone said that they, from their sources, that they're willing to let him walk to the preseason draft? No, no, that's, yeah. Yep, yeah, that's fact. That's fact. Well, there's a fact of fiction. Yes. No, that <laughs> Gone is. early on it. No, that's fact. No, I've reported that yesterday, BJ. That is absolutely fact. So um, they've had that conversation, the Western Bulldogs, which again, you know, people listening to that go, yeah, easy Won't to say, happen. hard to do. And we had Luke Ball on our SEM breakfast this morning. It was probably, I think, the most recent. Oh, no, Jack Martin no, would be Jack the most Martin, recent. Yep. But prior to that would have been Luke Ball and the anxiety around it and Josh potentially feeling all that again, albeit with, you know, a handful of days to go in this trip. I don't think it was as messy for those two being Ball and Martin going to the preseason draft as it would be for... Dunkley. Why do you say that? Well, because of where Brisbane are in the pecking order. Yeah, he got actually Luke Ball went into the national draft and got taken at yeah, pick that's thirty right. yeah. by Collingwood. But clearly, there's an agreement in place with all these sort of things, isn't there? And, and contract structured and such. But um, yeah, with Josh Dunkley, so the deal was yesterday that that got got us got them into this sort of mess, if you like. Was Brisbane said we'll give you fifteen and a future first, but you have got to give us two second rounders back. You're thirty and you're thirty nine, and a, and a future third. And Dog said we're not we're not doing that. And Lyon said no, we're giving you what you want. Yeah, but we're not giving you back all this stuff, which they need for their points, of course, for the academy kids, father, son. So it's such a fascinating situation. But now that they've gone and traded 15, sitting there now, he's... That really would have... Yeah, that's a shot across the bat, yeah. 100%. So now 21 sitting there. Now do the Lions say to them, okay, we'll give you 21 and a future first instead of 15 and it take that or leave it. And if you don't like that, we'll trade that. Yeah. And then if you don't like that, we'll trade that. And so on and so on and so on until we get to a point where someone has to blink. Isn't it interesting? I mean, the anxiety around it as a player and a manager, these are these are high stakes, aren't they, when it comes to this sort of stuff. Um, keep your texts and calls coming through. Have we got Jason in Tasmania there? or No, we don't. Uh, I thought we did. Uh, trade afternoons for McDonald's and McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? So I've got some early homework to get on with here when it comes to the, um, the compensation picks, BJ, but a lot of texts coming through. Why wouldn't GWS look at trading Grundy in? Well, we know the answer to that because the Giants have been hard up at cat-wise. The last thing they're going to do is uh, blow the budget again on on a um, on a big ruckman like Brody Grundy. Um, hey, guys, can you explain why this trade period's been so boring, says Dylan. I feel like outside of the obvious trades, nothing else has really happened. Dylan obviously wasn't listening last year where it was uh, tumbleweed sort of stuff. Very slow. I reckon it's been all right, Dylan, to be honest. Uh, Jason's in Tasmania now, actually. He's got a an idea, a concept for a three-way deal, which we love a bit of a, a mega trade here, Adam Cooney style. How are you, Jace? I'm good, mate. Um, I've got a deal to get Rankin and Horn, Francis and Grundy moved around. Uh, Crows send pick five and a future third rounder to the Suns for Rankin. Then the Suns send pick five their future first and the and the Crows' future third that they got to the Ruse for Horn Francis. And then uh, the Ruse send pick five for Grundy, Ollie Henry and Poulter uh, and the Pies chip in 300000 Keep your head around that, Major. I get lost in all this. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jace, but you've obviously put a lot of thought into this. Hey, Jace, put it in a text if you can, and we'll read it out that yeah. way. It might be easier. I was just, uh, apologies, uh, somewhat distracted because someone was reminding me that uh, Jackson Hately from Giants to Adelaide went via the, was walked to the preseason draft as well. There was a, a stalemate there a couple of years ago. So he would be the most uh, recent um, trying to make that move. Hope you write something in a text. Yeah, put that in a text if you can. Frank's in uh, Warrandot. Uh, Frank, Jordan Clark, good point here when it comes to trade stalemates. Welcome to you. Hey, how are you guys? 
We're good. Good, Frank. Perfect, perfect. I know you're probably sick to death of hearing about Ollie Henry and the Cats, but I wanted to say, I'm a Geelong supporter, I was saying it's a little bit, you know, rich from Collingwood supporters to, you know, point out that uh, they're not getting what they want for Ollie Henry. Where Geelong probably copped it last year from Jordan Clark, we paid, we probably received unders for him, but it's just the things that happen when, you know, someone wants to get home. And Jordan Clark even asked, did he, there's a potential trade the year before that didn't eventuate? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there? So that yeah. was. He made some noises around yeah. that. Yeah. So that, that deal, I had to remind myself. So Fremantle got Clark and a future fourth round selection back, and Fremantle gave up pick 22 and a future third round pick that was tied to Carlton in the end. So that was the trade. Essentially, Clark, well, more or less for 22, to be honest. I thought that was a relatively fair deal, to be honest, Frank. I don't know if the Cats got. Maybe at the time it probably felt like maybe a little Got bit because he was not playing at that particular time, was he? So he played early in his career, then faded out. Yeah, no, he's saying it's under. It's Frank saying Geelong was stiffed on that deal, and then therefore, but but I think we can all agree, Ollie Henry for thirty eight is uh, that yeah, can't no, fly. That's, 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 that can't fly. So it'd be interesting to see what the cats fly. what the cats do anyway. With seven, if seven does come in as part of the Bose deal, what they will do with well, seven. Well, that's got to then. Well, maybe, but they might want to take it to the draft. And, and then Ollie Henry just doesn't find his way to Geelong. Just doesn't get there. I think that's a distinct possibility at, at the moment, the way things stand anyway, barring um, barring a, a backflip from, from one of those clubs. Uh, we better take a break. Steve, sit tight. We'll get to you on the other side. Now you're down there in Frankston, you want to have your say on the Saints. Uh, a lot of trade proposals coming in, a lot of names mentioned. We'll park those as we go. Sam Edmund and Brendan Goddard with you. We've got Tom Phillips still to come. Paddy Nash as well. BJ's bomb. He's working himself up for this one. This could be a decent uh, a decent bomb going off this afternoon here on Trade Afternoons. He's just working up to it. Don't, no need to rush into it, BJ. You're listening to Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires, they're engineered in Germany and they're proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Yes, it's a news update. Thanks to our friends at Beaumont's. The Giants have traded Tanner Bruin to Geelong. We spoke about that earlier. They've reached an agreement this morning, the two clubs. So Tanner Bruin gets to Geelong in exchange for pick 18. Just had a text drop as well in regards to Ollie Henry. Cats will just trade a future first. It's that simple. Well, the Cats don't want to give up a first-round pick for him at the moment. That's the whole problem. Um, but maybe. Who knows? We did say earlier it's a possibility it won't happen, and I suppose that's stating the obvious. Uh, history says most of the time when a player wants to get to a club, it does, but they're a long way apart at the moment. Former wrestling player Mick Hurley, one of your old mates here, BJ, will remain at the club in a coaching uh, role. He's taken on a development job, working predominantly, of course, with the club's younger players, having retired from the game earlier this year. 194 matches for the Bombers, and he worked with Essen's VFL side during his long recovery from that life-threatening hip infection in 2021. He would be magnificent in a development role, wouldn't he? Great man, Mick. Yeah, so he, and he did a lot of it whilst his injuries, he kind of alluded to. So kind of easy, easy transition for him. And I think he found he it quite enjoyable helping the younger players, playing VFL in his comeback before mm. playing his last game, but really enjoyed the development side of it whilst he's injured. He can speak for himself, so pull me up here at any stage. But do you think, is he well-known to be a, 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 have coaching aspirations? Does he want to get into that sort of stuff or he's just tip, dipping the toe in the water? 
I don't think so. We haven't directly talked about that, but I knew they enjoyed that side of it this year. So mm. if it leads to something else, but I think he knows his niche in terms of yeah, dealing with younger players, one to four year players in this instance. Um, so many life experiences, you know. Yeah, and drive, he's, drive, he's got great setbacks, good great moments, care and empathy. He's just a big cuddly. We call him the bear yeah. for a reason. So, um, is he a cuddler? He's a cuddler. Mm. Yeah. So, and quite an unassuming guy. He's not. Uh, yeah, really struggled with just to sum him up. Us trying to force him to be more of a leader because yeah. he should have been and and was in a sense, but just to talk up more and be more of an extrovert because he's naturally an introvert. Were you much of a cuddler in your time? <laughs> Only when desperately needed. <laughs> Brendan Lade said he gave serious consideration of following his uh, good mate Adam Kingsley to GWS, but ultimately accepted a job as an assistant coach with the Western Bulldogs. Played, of course, many of his 234 games at Port Adelaide alongside Kingsley. Has uh, coached at Richmond, Port, and most recently Secilda before his latest move. I know the dogs were thrilled to get him in the door to uh, support Luke Beveridge next year. Tyler's, you need stock fast. Well, Beaumont Tiles are ready to help. Over 115 outlets uh, stocked up. Uh, big show ahead of us here on Trade Afternoons. Brendan Goddard uh, locked in until 3 o'clock. Steve is with us in Frankston. He's uh, been waiting patiently on the line here, BJ. Welcome, Steve. Hi, boys. Uh, BJ and Sam. Steve, um, I'm I'm just wondering. Um, I'm a Saints man, and BJ, you were good at St Kilda. And I was, <laughs> it's just unfortunate we never got that flag. But um, I was just wondering. They're talking about getting top end talent, in, and they put all the eggs in the one basket with Jordan Dugowie, which has fallen through, and I don't think he was ever going to leave. Um, there's a whisper that Toby Green's gettable now. Him down at St Kilda and the money, monetary value of Dugowie to Green, if they're going to splash it out on Dugowie, what would Green be worth? That's if you could get him. It's uh, a pretty big if at the moment. That's right. Yeah. I don't think it needs to go into how much he's worth because he's not going anywhere. That was, a, I think, just a little hand grenade thrown out there by Tom Brown a couple of days ago. Sammy, mm. that there's it's got no substance to it whatsoever, unfortunately, Steve. But let's just hypothetically say that he was thinking about leaving. That I think they'd have to pay a little bit, a little bit more than Jordan Agawi, so a bit over a million dollars to get him because that's his current contract or close to his current contract with GWS. And as we know, to leave your current club, the club or destination club that you're potentially going to need to pay a little bit more. Yep. Yeah, and and just on the Saints, I'm listening to Kane Corns this morning and Matty Lloyd. They said they were both worried about the Saints throughout this uh, trade period. They were, um, Kane said they were speaking a reasonable game prior to the situation unfolding, and and they went for Dugowie and and they missed. And uh, they both said it isn't an attractive place for recruits. They currently don't have a winning culture, which is what you touched on yesterday. So it's a quiet. We get a lot of messages from Saints supporters asking, what's going on at my footy club? And it's not to say they're not having conversations. Not to say they're not having a that's, crack. That's a bit naive, right? It's just that one information hasn't come out and Sammy hasn't dug it up that they're, they're mm. talking to certain individuals or asking about individuals, uh, recruiting teams about other players from other teams to try and fill yeah. their needs, which if you want to go into a little bit of detail about They've made it really evident and clear. They key key back, which Cordy's gone in there. He's a little bit older. You also need a succession plan as well. So, top end talent is a key back, key forward. So someone to grow with, um, Max King, mm-hmm. um, and then arguably another, you know, A grade, top end talent midfielder is I think the three 
three holes they need to fill, which they're they're well aware of, well aware of. Good on you, Steve. I mentioned Liam Stocker off the top, uh, former current player, not offered a new contract for next year, and, and looking to continue in the game elsewhere. Had some. Issues in the hub and over the journey uh, with anxiety. Now, he's uh, spoken recently on a podcast, uh, BJ. It is called the Not Alone Podcast. It's an initiative of Beyond Blue around his ongoing battle with anxiety. And we're just about to play you a piece of that now. He's a former Carlton player referring to his time in the hub up there in Queensland in 2020. I wasn't great at leaving home or anything like that. My post-trauma from camps prior had had really um, had really thrown me around a little bit. So going up to Queensland for me was as nerve-wracking as it was, it was still an opportunity to go and play football. And pretty much the second I got up there, I realised that um, something was really off. You know, thoughts of self-harm were like well past the point of being worrying. I sort of started unpacking why I was even in the industry. Like if I hadn't enjoyed any of my first two years, what was the point of continuing? And that was sort of when my safe haven became like the most harmful, harmful thing for me. Um, I remember talking to Lil, our welfare manager at the time, and just saying, look, I, like, I think I've got to pack it in here. I have not found it enjoyable in my first two years, and these are the years where I'm not supposed to have pressure on me. Basically, things spiralled out of control, and, and my plan was to retire and forget about football and, and disappear into the sunset and live happily ever after. And I thought that football was, like me escaping football, was me escaping my mental health problems. and. Um, one of the coaches, Brent, at the time, just said to me, like, if you're going to go home, you're going to go home for a reason. Like, there's no point you going home and just forgetting about it because that's what I'd been doing for so long. I haven't heard that before, but that's uh, former Blue Liam Stocker uh, on that podcast that we mentioned earlier, thanks to Beyond Blue. So that's um, that's not what you want to hear. We knew he left early from that uh, camp as well and took some time out of the game, BJ. Yeah, it's a powerful message, isn't it, for everyone? Um, and it's something, like, respectfully, I'd... Yeah, I struggle to get my head around because, yeah, thankfully, you know, I didn't, I haven't dealt with it, um, and it probably wasn't until, well, it wasn't until I retired that I, I probably realised how stressful footy was. At the time, I, d- I didn't really think it was, but life away from football was a lot less stressful, mm. uh, and so you can understand these guys, particularly around, and what really stands out to me in that is that in his first two years, he didn't expect to be under pressure and be in the limelight, but that's sadly and respectfully to him, that's that's the reality when you when you get drafted and you walk into a footy club, unfairly. Yeah, and he was victim to the, the way he was picked yeah, up and acquired, yeah. which was all in the news mm-hmm. and a very bold situation that, that Steve Silvani, who will be, uh, be on here in an hour and a half's time, you know, made that decision for Carlton. So the way he was acquired, he was already in the news and a person of interest, if you like, before he'd even pulled the boots on yeah. with a navy blue jumper. So he was... So he that's was, extra weight yeah. carried, but every, everyone that does walk in and then guys like I'm sure that like you probably I could probably say I had performance anxiety as such but I f- like I just had a different way of dealing with it. some guys just don't and looking back and I you, you could probably I could go through the list of St Kilda days in particular and, and know when I think it or what I know now is that there's we had a lot of guys that had performance anxiety and and different ways of dealing with it. and I've, I've joked about in the past that my way of dealing with it well, dealing pre-game was to go and sit in the corner and be quiet and then, you know, literally have a have a, a snooze, a power nap. And others would go to the physio room. That was a larrikin room where they had, what, 
now I realise probably controlling their performance anxiety with laughter and you know yeah. mucking around and trying to distract themselves. And other guys had the more kind of fit in the middle where they went to the change rooms and had their their own uh, music in, but they were still really engaged with one another. And so we all had different ways of dealing with it. So yeah, it's um, unfortunately the 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 harsh reality of being in AFL football that there's pressure the moment you get drafted or walk through the door at a footy club. Did a podcast recently with Mitch Morton, former West Coast Richmond and Sydney player, won the premiership at Sydney yep. famously, but struggled horrifically with anxiety, you know, vomiting before games, didn't sleep a wink before that uh, grand final success with the Swans. It was amazing to hear how bad it actually got for him. And mm. he was able to still function with all that going on in the background. Quite incredible. And yeah. I and agree. the other thing oh. that, that, that stood out is when he said it just, it's, it's not enjoyable for me. Yeah. So like, yes, it's hard. Yes, it's tough. It's relentless, but. You enjoy it. I think most people enjoy it. You're playing footy, you're doing something you love, you're getting paid well for it the moment you do walk in the door and relative to, you know, probably the rest of your mates and guys your age. But it's uh yeah, it's 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 brutal. You should you should you should be enjoying it regardless. So you understand why these guys then find it tough and want to get away from footy. This is Continental Ties, AFL Trade Radio. After this, we're gonna to touch base with Tom Phillips, former Magpie, former Hawk, about what's next in his AFL journey. So stay with us. We'll be back on Trade Afternoons right after this. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Welcome back, Sam Edmund, Brendan Goddard with you. What about Tom Phillips? 89 games for the Pies before that rather infamous trade period of 2020, but another 26 games for the Hawks over the past two seasons. Only 26 years of age, a delisted free agent, and he joins us on the line from, well, from somewhere far more exotic than here anyway, BJ. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon from us, Tommy. Welcome. Thanks for your time. G'day, guys. No worries. Where where do we find you? Uh, Just in Phoenix. Arizona at the moment, um, so I just got over here over the last few days, um, bit of a short trip, but good to get away, um, and uh, yeah, So what's, uh, what's enjoy, enjoy myself, Yeah, keep things going. What's taking you to the Valley of the Sun over there then? Um, oh, not, not too much, I think, um, you know, after the, the year um, I, I had, and I think I, I like to sort of travel um, around when I get a bit of time in my hands, and um, I think it's it's a good mental sort of um, aspect for me and my and then you know preparing and, and getting myself into good shape um, for you know what the future holds. It's it's something that I sort of like to do. And in regards to physical preparation, um, it's you know I can't uh, it doesn't take too much away from what I'm able to do um, you know from from that point of view either. So it's it's good to be able to get away. Um, and have a bit of a different stimulus, different environment, learn a few different things too. Now, Tommy, just on your departure from Hawthorne, I think I read somewhere that uh, the words were used by yourself uh, that you're a little bit shocked or uh, about the, the departure and the listing from Hawthorne. Now that you've had a few weeks or a month to think about it, what, how, how do you feel about it? Um, yeah, I think I, anyone in, in that position is, um, yeah, I was you know, um, upset and disappointed, um, of course, and I think... Looking past on, um, you know, my seasons previous to that, and you know, looking at this season alone, um, yeah, I wasn't able to sort of get the continuity and um, the, I guess, uh, runs on the board this year playing consistent footy. Um, you know, unfortunately, so that's yeah, sort of, I guess, upsetting to to reflect on. But you know, in 
in saying that, it gave me a bit of opportunity to have a look at, um, you know, being more mentally resilient and looking at, you know, when you are injured and there's there's you can't actually contribute on the field. Um, it just, yeah, it forces you to look at how much more professional, how much more of a better athlete I can become. And I think that's um, really put me in a really good frame of mind at the moment um, to attack the next period and, you know, still hungry for an opportunity. Um, and I'm very much in that, that mindset at the moment. Yeah, well, let's turn to what's next then, Tom. Obviously, you're hungry to keep going. I mentioned you're only 26 years of age. You know, your best footy potentially ahead of you. You're with Alex McDonald and the Hemisphere team there, I'm sure, are, are looking after you. What what does the future hold at, at, at this stage, do you think? Is there is there an interest out there? And what, what do you see potentially happening for you in the, in the coming weeks and months? Yeah, I'm, obviously, I'm leaving a lot of that stuff to um, Alex and the team. Like, yeah, for me, it's what I can control with, you know, especially my body um, and my mind. And, and it's been a different challenge this year for sure. Um, and, and I've had to have a slightly different outlook and approach um, to you know, not being able to play um, a heap of games and, and perform on field, but um, having to turn my attention to focusing on getting myself right. Um, you know, uh, in in the rehab programs and, and building myself back up um, from some pretty sort of unlucky situations when I did play. So, um, yeah, for me, it's getting my body right. Um, and, you know, the moment I've been able to um, pretty much get back to, to walking and, and it's a slow process uh, with a with a PCL, but I'll be running, which is great, in about uh, three and a half, four weeks, which is awesome. And I've just been, um, you know, being able to keep my strength um, programs and that sort of stuff up too. So, yeah, really it's not looking too broadly and too far ahead. It's focusing on um, what I can control with my body um, at the moment uh, to give myself the best opportunity with uh, getting another opportunity because the hunger and the fire is there. Um, you know, I'm super clear looking back on um, what I have done and, and where uh, my growth and improvement lies as every footballer does, as every athlete does. And, um, yeah, I'm really bullish about being able to get back to my best football if given the opportunity. Um, so, yeah, I'm in a really good frame of mind at the moment. So, Tommy, you said you didn't want to look too far ahead maybe in terms of your football, but worst-case scenario, you probably had to think about if Have you got some interests outside of footy that you can then lean on if nothing comes to fruition on the AFL side? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've always been able to do some part-time study um, on the side and have other different sort of interests and, and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I think I like to sort of be well-balanced um, as a as a person um, outside of a footballer too. So, yeah, I'm sure there's, um, you know, there's different opportunities um, outside of the sporting landscape. Um, yeah, so, but... Yeah, look at those sort of things um, when when they arrive at whatever time that is. Well, you'd be happy to get that brace off anyway. I saw you dragging it around Mykonos on the Instagram as well. So that's, I'd be happy yeah, to exactly. get that off your pin. Yeah, no, it's good. It's um, Yeah, it's a really good feeling <laughs> to get that off. That was on for about um, eight weeks or so. So um, got that looked at last week. Um, has has come along really well. So, yeah, everything was on track. Um, which is great, and yeah, it's it's better to not not have it not have it on now. That's for sure. 
Well, if you haven't already, make sure you get yourself to um, Pizzeria Bianco there in Phoenix, downtown Phoenix, in the Heritage Square there. One of the great restaurants, they tell me. Um, a subject of a TV show on Netflix at the moment as well. I'm not sure what the, the wait list is for it, mate, but I'm sure you can pull some strings and get yourself in there. Pizzeria Bianco, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe, yeah. Maybe if I feel like a pizza. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's, we'll a requir- a that's, a requir- that's a requirement. Yeah, you'll have to feel like a pizza. Requirement. If you're gonna- okay. yeah. Good man, mate. We really appreciate you joining <laughs> us from over there. Enjoy, enjoy your break, most importantly, and then best of luck getting back up to speed and back out the other side with, with whatever comes next. Cheers, guys. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. There you go. Tom Phillips joining us there, former uh, Hawk and former Magpie before that. Definitely isn't hanging up the boots, BJ. But that chat was, you know, part of hanging up the boots for Host Plus. A temporary hanging up the boots, if you like. An industry super fun for all Australians. Run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. 26 years of age. Surely not lost to He played to some the, good football at just Collingwood. Unlucky with injury yep. at the Hawks. In, in, in recent years, yeah. And predominantly a winger. Um, maybe a bit of half forward, but elite runner. I'd say a solid ball user. So I think there's a number of teams that would like or need a guy that they can sit on a wing and play wing consistently and do it consistently well week in, week out. All Australians scored a 40 in 2018. There you go. Yeah. So that's four years ago. He was in uh, in the 40 best players in the comp. So, so it's, it's the, the well, end. He was, seemed... he was in one of the top three wingmen in the competition. Well, yeah, that's the other way of looking at it. Yeah. So the end would appear to have come far too quickly. Um, but yeah, the way that it ended at Collingwood wasn't wasn't ideal. Obviously, caught up in that that uh, salary dumping, as it were, at the time, and uh, got himself to to Hawthorne. But unfortunately, in just the two years there at the Hawks. Straight afternoons for McDonald's and McSpicy range is at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? After this, might play a little bit of what's the deal again. If you want us to zero in on a particular exchange, you can let us know. 0419 The one we've got in mind concerns the big cat, Asava Radigalia to Port Adelaide. What gets it done? That's ahead of us on Continental Ties, AFL Trade Radio, engineered in Germany they are, and they're proven in Australia. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Yes, indeed. And today we're zeroing in on the big cat, the contracted one to Asava Radigalia, who has met with Port Adelaide and he's keen on a move to Port Adelaide, who have been among the more aggressive clubs in this exchange period. What's the deal is for the Ego Power Tool range. Think outside with the Ego Power Plus 56 volt battery range of outdoor power equipment. When you look at someone like Asava Radigalia, what do you see? What do I see? What do you see? I see a, a guy that can play multiple positions. Has great flexibility. I feel like a psychologist here. Is it you on the lounge? And, <laughs> is this a butterfly? <laughs> what do you say? Yeah, a flexible big man, athletic. Yep. He's not a forward though, is he? Well, you say he's not. He's obviously played majority of his football at Geelong as that, a, a forward ruck. I reckon the light's just gone off down at Geelong though. I reckon he's a defender. Yeah. When you say light's got, have they been playing him at the VFL they, as a defender? Yes. Yep. And he had an AFL game this year where he played really well as in the back half. Yep. yep. I remember, clearly, vaguely remember that. Clearly going to find it hard to break into that mm-hmm. that setup. Yep. Um, and Port Adelaide are looking for some support for Aaliyah and the like. Um, I really think he fits. The, the question is, what's a fair trade? What's the deal for Asava Radigalia to Port Adelaide when you look at their hand, the power? You're asking me that? I'm asking you that. We're going to thrash it out together. Well, it's, I, I wouldn't have thought it's much. So they've got... 
33-43-53. Would they hand over 33 or is it a bit... Well, they're going to start at probably 53, let's be honest. <laughs> right. Like, in all and seriousness. He's contracted, but yes. Yeah. And then work back from then. the Cats and have been... back. Cats have been... Although the stance has softened a tad. So on, I'd say... On their I'd say cap. 43 is... Fair. I think, I think fair. Because they're... And then Geelong are going to ask for 33, aren't they? So of course they are. Let's just meet in the middle, generally. Yep. Could be a swap of picks, of course, as well. You know, the Cats could could um, could um send yeah. something with well, Asava. The most simplistic form, 43, I think, is fair. Yep. Okay. So Asava had to leave. There's no spot for him. They've tried with him. 24 years of age. Say six, six years he's been in the system. Started when he was 18. Yep. Say five to six years. So shown a bit and he should go with their blessing. Ryan and Byron, the role Asava will play is a centre bounce ruckman going back. Critical structurally. That's worth keeping. More so is with that, his Is that a position? Centre bounce ruckman that just floats back? That takes, takes the ruck and then. Maxi Gorn might have pioneered that. Key back. And Ray Stanley. More so with his development in the Geelong system. Otherwise, it's a pick in the early to mid 20s and still reluctant, says Ryan in Byron. So. Uh, okay, on Ryan. That's. Uh, too high for you. That's way too high. Yeah. So the, the power obviously got plenty going on. Uh, so maybe Asava doesn't happen in a hurry, given they're trying to get Jason or Francis in uh, as well. They're trying to get Junior Rioli in as well. There's multiple clubs to deal with, North Melbourne and West Coast. Cats as well. They've got plenty going on, Port Adelaide. So Do you one, think the the Horn Francis has come late in the piece? Oh, it has. A legitimate. Yeah. I'm sure they've asked the question. No, I think so. Through the piece. But he, getting a commitment from him is... Come really late and as a bit of a surprise. I think so. Yeah, I think it's as it appears. Yeah, yeah. But but as we know, there'd been some rumblings throughout the year and mm-hmm. some some discontent and some issues and some frustration and all those sorts of things. Uh, off the text, a third rounder is enough for Asava. That one's coming through that's as well, f- BJ. Forty three, isn't it? Yep, yep. That's a pick in the forties, and then we go back from from there. So. Uh, I think it will happen, provided um, Paul can get uh, their other business done first, I think. But who knows the way these things play out. Uh, what's the deal uh, as for the Ego Power Plus uh, tools range as well on trade afternoons here? This text came through, though. Collingwood to trade Henry to Cats for a Sava and a low first round or high second round draft pick. Um, I'm not sure the the pies are going to go down the Asava Radagalia path, given uh, Dan McStay is already in the door down there. Billy Frampton close to following him as well. They've got irons in other fires, I would have thought, BJ. Yep. So Port Adelaide uh, is the one. And it's not like Asava hasn't had interest year upon year at, at Geelong and has always been keen to GWS stay. GWS last year, wasn't GWS it? GWS wanted him involved in uh, the year before in the, in the Jeremy Cameron deal. Oh, yeah. Rival clubs, you don't need to be a rocket scientist, realise he's not playing regularly in the side. Can we get him out of there and would he want to come and play with us? So he's had uh, much interest over much uh, over many seasons uh, and has stayed loyal. But it looks as though finally, at the age of 24, he wants to play some regular football, which is fine. Can't begrudge him. Can't begrudge him that. Uh, Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. They're engineered in Germany and proven in Australia. We'll take a final break uh, in our first hour. We'll get through to 2 o'clock. On the other side of that, to top our second hour, we're going to oh, we're gonna detonate BJ's bomb. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? 
Welcome back. A lot of your texts coming through. Scotty uh, ponders a question. Could the Bombers look at Stocker or Dow and Dow as delisted free agents? Still can't understand why Carlton didn't try to shop them around. Uh, did they need the list spots? Asava played two VFL games, one AFL game as a defender. His ability to play that into the ground is overrated and his form forward ruck is poor. Cats will be lucky to get a pick in the 40s. That's from Rexy, who is a Cats fan. Alex in Airport West had a chat with Tom Phillips earlier. Would uh, Tom Phillips be a good pickup for Essendon coming through? Scott again, perfect for the Bombers. They need better ball users and more run for their style to get uh, the forwards some quicker ball. Um, would he suit at Essendon? I think so. It depends. Go through it with a fine-tooth yeah, comb. Yeah. Uh, Possibly. Possibly. We'll it, it depends how much, well, not much faith, but where they see, say, Cox playing long term. Mm. Uh, Durham has done, a, uh, I'd say, a really good job yep. as a wingman and only still young. So uh, there's a number of guys that could play that role, but where they see their development and where they see them playing long term, but I, I think it'd be ser- serviceable straight off the bat. Tom and Warnable, boys, will the Bombers fire a shot this trade period or is it too little too late? With Who is the that, new Tom? Coach? This is Tom and Warnable, yep. Or will it uh, be too little too late with the new coach only recently coming on board? Are there any murmurings? I think that's the case, to be honest, mate. I, Knowing Adrian, and I think Sammy knows him well enough that he would have been having conversations with people throughout the year, even going back to last year about planting seeds in the, the yep. players' and managers' minds, and then... I think it's all hit the skids based on the turmoil and uncertainty at the club. Yeah, yeah. he hasn't been dealt a great hand, I think it's fair to say, uh, Tom. So we'll see how it goes, whether he can uh, potentially late on pull something out of the fire, but it would appear it would appear unlikely. Uh, Trade Afternoons is all about this particular segment, and it is BJ's Bomb. It's time for BJ's Bomb. Righto, what's in your sights now, today? Just to provide context again. I love providing context. Don't provide context. Cause, 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 just go back. No, no, no. Because every trade period, supporters in particular, <laughs> the player that's leaving one club and coming to yours. And us. And us. In the media. In the media. That's right. That's your job. I'm in the media. I'm not a journo. But, uh, they're the ultimate enhancer of the players. Their reputation is enhanced because they're leaving. And when they come to your footy club, they're going to play their best footy and they're going to fulfill their potential. That's the expectation. We always want what we can't have. Yeah. And the reality is it's not. So there's a reason why they struggle to play. Yes, there is some cases where you get a guy that doesn't have the opportunity or he's too far down the pecking order at a really good team or he's a Peter Wright that's you know behind King and... Uh, who was he at the time? Oh, well, he just went on and won a BNF. Day, yeah. So there's rare opportunity. Will Brody that literally just couldn't get into a midfield that was you know, pretty settled for but, a young team. But there's there's that happens, that's very rare, right? That That, that is lack opportunity. They go somewhere else and they actually fulfill their potential. So there's a reason why they're not playing consistent mm-hmm. footy. They struggle to get a spot. And then you've got the guys in trade period that are proven players. So you know you're going to get. But it's the guys that, are, that have been fringe players at other teams. So there's no bigger ultimate enhancer in trade period. And it's a little bit thin this year, to be honest, but it got me thinking just of recent days, the name's been thrown up, is the Ruckman. So you're dropping a bomb, first of all, on reputations being grossly enhanced during the through trade this period. trade period, and supporters thinking that they're they're going to fulfil their potential the and panacea, become the player that you know everyone hoped they would be when they first got drafted or you know 
came to the footy club or the yes. original footy club. So okay, okay. there's no ultimate, there's no bigger ultimate enhancer, if that uh, can be said, than Ruckman. So if I go through the years, particularly backup Ruckman that just are not getting an opportunity because because let's look at it in detail because I'm going to say there's a handful of teams that actually play two Ruckman. Yeah, and then there's a there's majority of teams that just play the one Ruckman and then fill that hole as a second backup with a you know, tall forward or. Yeah, a, a, a versatile player to fill a void for, you know, 20 minutes in a game out of 120 minutes. So just to, in other years going back. So Bruce, we know that his journey from North yep. Melbourne to, to Melbourne yep. to now GWS. Yes, he's been injured a bit, but uh, Segler, Stegler, should I say, uh, Hawthorne to Geelong, struggled to play this year. Reece Stanley kept his spot. Uh, Tom Hickey has turned himself into a really good player. Peter Laddams. He's the controversy around him leaving Port Adelaide last year, going to Sydney. Uh, Max Lynch, Collingwood to Hawthorne. Asava's name's been brought up the last three or four trade periods. Yep. Paddy Ryder, there's an exa- another example of someone that really worked out, but left Essendon for, for reasons that uh, not, that's, we're not going to go into that. Uh, <laughs> to Port Adelaide, was a really good player, then went on to St Kilda and did a really good job considering his age. Yep. And then, and this year, I was saying it's a little bit thin. Ivan Saldo, that uh, GWS are after. Yeah. Lloyd Meeks' name's been thrown up since day dot, since I think Trade Radio opened a week before Trade. Oh, yeah, before. Uh, and then uh, a man that we're talking about today is Asava Radagalia. So they're only three, but they're All the, souped up. They're the enhanced. ultimate enhancer, the Ruckman in trade period. Well, the, I tell you what, he's not a Ruckman, but uh, and I hope it works out for him. But the the biggest in, uh, enhanced reputation might be Aaron Francis this year because he's been tied to a club. But that's what they do. They enhance reputations. They Coming pull... from a, a, a uh, an unsuccessful footy club, then to a, a successful slash great culture. And yep, that they pull careers out of the fire. It's easy. Well, it's easier playing good teams. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. You could probably even get a kick in. Wouldn't go that team. far. Wouldn't go that far. If, as long as I'm right out wide. Like but right the ultimate enhancer, drop a bomb. But dropping a bomb on all supporters. Uh, well, just in call the media, our jets a bit. We've got to get excited. Journos that everyone that's leaving a team to go to a new team Jeez. will fulfil their potential and be the difference. Oh, BJ. Oh, fair enough. You, you've got. It's got some. It's got some reality attached with that. That definitely happens. But it's because we're glass half full. We we love it. We love a move. It's a sexy time of the year. The trade period. Yeah, I'm a I'm a realist. <laughs> Sammy BJ, surely the trade period lasts just four to five days. The same amount of deals would get done. Seems like a lot of unnecessary posturing going on right now. Now this is a, this is on the carousel of topics every year. Every this year, stuff uh-huh. that comes and out. why is it Sam that it lasts as long as it does? <laughs> for moments like well, I, well, for, well, we know why the answer to that is because the AFL love the exposure and Correct. there's a bit of chiching in the longer that we're talking about and watching us and people, listeners out there and viewers about the AFL the better for the AFL. But there is no doubt, to pick up Mick's point, that if two list managers are butting heads, let's take uh, Sam Power at the Dogs and Dom Ambrosio an example at the moment, at the Dogs and Brisbane respectively for Josh Dunkley, they get their, you know what, sorted quicker mm-hmm. if they've only got five days to work with. Yep. That just happens quicker. We get to the same point. Just because they've got time, they take the time. They can wait each other out. you got more money, moment. you spend more money. Yeah, they can wait each other out at the moment. But with a deadline, nothing like a deadline to hurry up the process. Um, so so yep. that's why. So we can 
and we all agree here with you there is, but you continue to complain about it, but it's not going to change because the longer the better for the AFL. Now you dropped a bomb on the enhancers. Well, here's a reality check for you. Darcy Cameron has come uh, pretty good for the pies to the point where they don't need Grundy anymore. There you go. Yeah. So he delivered. There's a few exceptions, but guys, Port Adelaide are second and third round wonders. They continuously waste their second and third round picks on players on their way out. Rockliffe. Motlop and Watts all in one year, and then another 12 players in five years, some of whom are still on their list. Doing it again this year, apart from Jason Horn Francis. You know where it lands them? 11th spot. There's <laughs> deep dive on Port Adelaide's acquisition. They've been pretty good. They've been that's, pretty that's good. That's 11th been, this year, but. They've been at the top end, um, well, quite some time. Been around the finals mark for quite some time. So, two, three prelims in. I say twelve years. Mm. Yes, I think when so. They lose that one to Hawthorne. Was that? I'll have to go back. Two thousand eight. Angus Monfries. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sammy just informed me there. I was just reading actually a piece of news via Mitch Cleary, uh, Channel Seven News, Melbourne. Uh, Mitch reporting that the Cats and the Suns have just met with the AFL's head of player movement, Ned Guy, to try to thrash out the complex financial terms of the Jack Bowes deal. Uh, Mitch reporting that's still a bit to be worked through, but the deal will be finalised this afternoon or early next week. Pretty comfortable to say it'll be a four-year deal. So we know he's owed eight fifty next year, or just about, and the same again next year. So somewhere around the let's just say one point six. Yeah, one point six, one point six, one point seven million dollars over two years. I think it'll be a four-year deal. So the cats top it up a little bit. Of course, you're not going to work for twice as long for the same coin. Yeah, make it a four-year arrangement. But clearly, there's some specifics still to be worked through on that in terms of um, what, what Geelong pick up and what they don't pick up and who knows what clauses are in place or not in place or who pays what, who knows. So let's just say hypothetically it could be 2.4 over four years. I think He's but, owed 1.7. Yeah. And they'll give him an extra two years essentially and add 600. So it'll, it'll work out. It'll even out to about 600 a year for the next four. It's a good deal, isn't it? It's a good deal for a guy who's not getting a game at, at yeah, Gold absolutely. Coast. Yeah, and then pick seven comes with it. So clearly the AFL want to make sure it's all uh, How much all. is pick seven worth on? Yeah, well, yeah. what's a pick worth? So I think in and out, you know, Gold Coast would just trade pick seven if they could. They'd, they'd, they'd trade it for, for, for the cash if they yep. could, but they've got to attach a player to it So as per the rules. So um, that's got to be ticked off by the AFL and their head of player movement. Ned Guy is in there as well. So that uh, report out of Channel 7, um, we thought we would bring that to you. Seeing for about the last three or four years... We have brought in key position players, Laddams, McCartney, McDonald, and now supposedly Aaron Francis. I think it's time to look at players like Matheson seeing uh, Josh Kennedy retire. This is obviously up at Sydney. We are young and good in the midfield. I just think we need one more hard body and experience in the midfield. Um, there's Yeah, there's a few murmurings about that from Sydney supporters. There's, there's one earlier today from a text. I just, I'm not sure. Maybe for a bit of depth, but I don't think it's... At the top of their list. Yep. So oh. it might be the case, but it's not something that stands out. So it's more around that second key forward role after We had Franklin this discussion last, last, yesterday, didn't we? So cl- I think clearly. Yeah, they clearly. brought up about someone replacing Kennedy, and Kennedy would have been playing in their best 22 if he had been fit. Made the grand final, obviously, with, with Josh Kennedy hardly playing yep. this year as it was. So uh, I think they've definitely got the depth there, and that, that young talent is only going to be better uh, after another preseason, another off-season. Uh, will Connor McKenna be at Geelong? And if Asava leaves, Joel Hamling, I've heard, could be a trade target. That's from Scott. Joel Hamling's bobbed up a yeah, few times off the text. Yeah, that's a fact or fiction, actually. We, 
We heard that yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, wish I'd done my homework on that. <laughs> Matt <laughs> from Lo- <laughs> Did you see this one? Enhanced trade, Goddard to Essendon. <laughs> one, I was a- An enhancer. I was a, I was a, free, I was a free agent. Oh, you don't like the trade talk. And secondly, I, I won a best and fairest in my first year, so- <gasps> Drop the bomb. Drop the bomb. Do it. What was his name? Jed. Yeah, there you go. Jed. Jed. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, mate. <laughs> Franked with a BNF win. Matt from Logan to Brisbane in a spot where they will not get all four players thereafter. And where would that leave Dunkley and Gunston? I think they get the kids in. They'll get the picks in for that. They've already started with that, um, Ashcroft and uh, and Fletcher. I think they'll get Gunston as well. It's a Dunkley one that's uh, on a knife edge at the moment. Having said that, I think it'll happen. Um, it just might get a little bit messy beforehand. I'd love to see the Saints uh, offer to take Nick Haynes and his full contract from GWS, but with one of GWS's draft picks chucked in for the chop out, so a bit of a Jack Bowes sort of yeah. situation there at St Kilda off the text. Uh, is, Cats, that, is, that, is that for the draft pick or is that for Haynes? Because Haynes, respectfully, uh, coming to the end of his career. Yeah. So you don't, yeah, that's not going to be, it's kind of a short-term thing. So do you want the draft pick or you want Haynes? Cats are essentially paying Bose 175000 per year over four years. Unbelievable, no? Well, they're picking up the full tab there, Jack. Yeah, full tab. They're not, the Gold Coast aren't taking any of it. They're paying everything. They're paying the eight fifty this year and next. They're that's absorbing what, the that's full That's why whack. pick seven was attached to it. They're not getting As opposed out. to the Peter Wright deal. They're Am not I get, correct? Yeah. They're paying. They're not getting out of it cheaply. I can tell you. I can tell you that much. Uh, this is Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio Engineering in Germany, proven in Australia, and it's trade afternoon. Sam Edmund and uh, BJ Brennan Goddard here. The McSpicy Range at Macca's Kenya handle the heat. Up next, a Beaumont's news update will bring the latest headlines to you, and they're not too far away from having a chat to uh, the former Tiger, former Eagle winger Paddy Nash as well. Trade afternoons. For McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. We've got an um, opportunity where there's a small forward leaving the leaving the Suns with Isaac Rankin and they, um, they see him as a small pressure forward that... Um, Obviously, you can lock the ball in the uh, 50 and just create chaos and pressure. And um, Yeah, I'm excited. And hopefully, I can um, bring that role and nail it for their team. That was the voice of Tom Berry, who's uh, made the move from Brisbane to the Gold Coast. So the Suns got Berry a third-round pick, which is currently sitting at 46 in a future second-round selection tied to GWS. And Brisbane uh, got two second-round picks back, 25 and 36, and a third-rounder as well. So a heap of pick shuffling there by virtue of the fact that that's exactly what Brisbane need and exactly what the Suns don't need. But at the end of the day, Tom Berry is going to fill a need as a small forward at the Suns. And hopefully for his sake, BJ, a bit more opportunity as well. And he joined uh, the AFL Trade Exchange boys earlier on today. Happy with that? Yeah. Yeah, good. GWS have traded... It's it's good for players that you get targeted for a reason. And I think that's pretty obvious with him that you're a forward pressure player. Mm. There's a spot for you and it's like really attractive. It's quite straightforward, isn't it? So... Again, going back to what I talked about a couple of days ago about want, being wanted and loved and in this case for a particular reason, specific reason, and it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty uh, attractive for him. 
Geelong's uh, regeneration on the run, if you like, continues right in front of our eyes. They got Tanner Bruin over the line this morning in exchange for their first pick this year, pick 18. That trade going through this morning that we brought to you earlier on today. So Tanner Bruin will uh, play his third season of football and beyond at GMHBA Stadium after leaving the GWS Giants. He was a first-round draft pick, BJ, only in 2020. And just having a look at the Cats' playing list when it comes to opportunity and Jack Bowes coming in, Tanner Bruin, and, and we think Ollie Henry eventually as well. When you look at it, you know, Higgins retires, Selwood retires, Dalhouse retires, Isaac Smith is 33, 34 before the end of the year. Um, Mitch Duncan is 30. Sam Menegola is 30. Even Cam Guthrie uh, is 29. Um, so you go back through their midfield, and there's going to be opportunities there for these guys. By virtue of the fact they they spread they spread the load anyway, and then there's there's, a, there's an aging and Paddy Dangerfield thirty two as well. So there's a there's an aging population as we famously know down there. At yeah, Geelong. you made that good point um, about just I question whether he'd play straight up. And there's a responsibility from the player that he actually you know, has a good preseason, performs, and warrants a spot. Uh, but there's arguably succession plan being put in place deep down. That's why they're getting these guys in, and they're well aware of the current list and what that looks like, age, demographic. Uh, the profile of it. So on the front foot again, Geelong, mm. hats off. Amazing. I don't know about this one uh, off the text. Essendon to trade David Barham for Peggy O'Neill. Well, <laughs> Peggy doesn't need to be traded for. I mean, she's a, she's a free, free agent. agent. Well, she, no, she's just got a... She's finished. Yeah, job. Oh, uh, not in... With the Olympics? Yeah, not in footy though. Yeah, no, so she's... So, so as far as footy goes, she's a free agent. And she's been doing it so well for so long. I dare say she'd be an unrestricted free agent. So she can walk to her club of choice. Yep. Uh, Cal Toomey just reporting right now that clubs are looking to see if there are provisions within the rules that could allow them to trade out their future first and future second round picks to unlock deals. Exemptions are allowed in the two first rounders in four years rule. Uh, Cal saying it could shape a few of the big deals to come. Now, the the cross-eyed, the fine print that sends you cross-eyed here um, relates to, I think, can't trade out your, your future first and second in the one season. Um, I get lost in this. Keep yeah, talking. yeah, yeah. But but it, I think you can do one or the other. So you can trade if you keep your future first. You can trade all your future picks and vice versa. So you just can't <laughs> you just can't trade your future first and second in the one okay. trade period. Clear, yep. clear as gotcha. mud. Uh, former Essendon player Michael Hurley is remaining at Essendon in a coaching job. He'll take up a development role, working obviously with the club's uh, exciting next generation of player after a uh, a beautiful career, 194 games. Uh, he did do some work uh, in the final year of his, uh, well, during his recovery from that life-threatening hip really. infection, two years with Essendon's VFL side, which is a nice result. Uh, off the text as well, uh, BJ, the best skipper we had at Essendon in 10 years, the balance of support for the extra kids playing and driving standards. Bit of a pump up. Bit of a pump up for you amidst all the pretzel texts that land in during the day. We get about eight of them a day. Yeah, it's fair to say I'd- I went a little bit too far sometimes. <laughs> Hi, fellas. Just wondering if the Hopper deal can't get done and GWS still need to get money off their books. Should Essendon look at making a play for Nick Haynes? Your thoughts? And this is why these guys have come up. Haynes and Whitfield and Toby Green and all sorts of other uh, fanciful names um, because there's some suggestion that Hopper won't get done. But I think he will. Russell, you're up there in that Brisbane. will get done. I think Hopper will get done and all this will be a moot topic. Uh, BJ, two right on your enhancer bomb. 
Junior Rioli has gone from a goal a game player to Eddie Betts because West Coast didn't expect to lose him. Damien Barrett's suggestion that Port are going to have to add a quality player to get the deal done should be a sackable offence. Second round pick for Rioli and two first and second rounders for Jason Horn Francis. In brackets, very similar to what uh, Richmond offered. The deal is done. That's from Adam. There you go. I think it was that simple. So I, I mentioned to you in the break that do you think, and this might be a question for Sauce, we can see through the glass here, but do you think the recruiters sit there and these deals are all in the pipeline, they're all ready to go, but deep down they know that it may be holding up another deal or affecting another deal, so therefore they just hold on to it for as long as they can. Bit of gamesmanship. Just just to throw uh, you know a bit of a jab at the opposition, just well, holding sauces. them up, making them sweat. That's Salsa's department. But do you think it happens? I honestly don't know. It's a competition, know. remember. I'll, I'll make a note here and uh, we'll leave it for Sauce to, to I'll call in on the way in. home to Sauce and, and, and Nobes. Uh, Matty Nix off the text here. Loves finding players dominating in the seconds like Ben Keys and Mitch Hinge. Watch this space on Paddy Dow, says Costa. I think he's the right age and the, and the right age demographic he looks for as well. So Costa can see Paddy Dow um, with a spot at the Adelaide Crows. The majority of the trade period, though, says this text, is held up because of the Dunkley trade. The Dogs won't trade for Lobb until the Dunkley deal is done. Fremantle won't trade for Jackson until the Lobb deal is done. Melbourne won't trade for Grundy until the Jackson deal is done. And Collingwood won't trade for Mitchell until the Grundy deal is done. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Which then I asked you earlier about, is there, just, is there one or two deals that are holding... A lot of it up. The old Drano. You know, you need to just pour it down and unblock the drains just to just to unblock a few things. There you go. Fremantle. I've used it. Do I need to? Is it good? Uh, it does the job, actually. Yep. Had a couple of block drains uh, in my time and uh, does a magnificent job. Uh, Ryan from Woodvale, WA. Due to how West Coast season went and finishing 17th, who do you think the Eagles should be looking at recruiting with the picks they have in this trade period? Or should we be looking at next year's trade? As everyone is saying, it looks like a better draft and start setting ourselves up with the draft picks as potentially there will be a lot of retirements next year with Nick Nat, mm-hmm. Shuey, and Hearn. They are in an awkward spot, West Coast, aren't they? With, a, with an aging list. McGovern. And McGovern is another one. They've got pick two, obviously, this year that uh, they might look to to move on. Then they've got 20 and 26. Yeah, that's why we talked yesterday about they're not going to give up pick two because they need it. They need top-end talent through the door because of this Get reason. So that, they'd been forecasting. They've been looking ahead for a number of years. What's to come? What are the, what are the kids coming through at 15, 16? What's that likely to look like? What do we need to do to you know get our list back to where it's competitive and where it's healthy, then when a core group of players come together that in you yep. know, five, six, seven years, whatever it is for West Coast, that they're, they're competing and they're at the top for a sustained period of time. So that's why they're not going to give up picks. Adam Tomlinson fell out of favour at Melbourne. I think Harry Petty sort of gone past in oh, there. That's, and one, that's one of my fact or fiction. Is it? Okay, well, we'll come back to that one in a moment because a lot of messages here on Adam Tomlinson and, and which club should be making a play for him and um, finding a spot for him in their defensive setups. Uh, Chris from Perth, can we trade a player for Gunston without Brisbane losing free agency compensation or does it have to be a pick? Matheson would be okay for a young midfield with Mitchell going out. No, that's how you protect your, your compensation. It's as simple as that. As long as you're not getting him in as a free agent and you're trading for him in some way, shape or form, then that is fine. So from what I've been told, there will be a trade done here of some kind for Jack Gunston to uh, join Brisbane. That's going to happen? 
I think that's definitely going to happen. Yep, just a matter so of So that'll then affect the Dunkley scenario again? Could, it could do. Yeah, it could do. They might be intertwined there because, you know, Brisbane have got other work to do at the end of the day. Do they try to squeeze the dogs by saying, take this or we do this, or much like they did, of course, with that uh, that pick 15 trade. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, we'll know anyway that if the Gunston deal does get done today or the next day or whatever, we'll, we'll look into that pick closely to see how it might affect Josh Dunkley. That was also a Beaumont's news update, by the way. Tylers, if you need stock fast, well, Beaumont Tiles are ready to help. Over 115 outlets are stocked up. Coming up next on Trade Afternoons, thanks to Maccas and the McSpicy Range, of course, we're going to have a chat to Patrick Nash. Stay with us. He's up next. Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Maccas. Can you handle the heat? Welcome back. It is Trade Afternoon. Sam Edmund and Brendan Goddard in the house. Uh, BJ, lots happening around the trade period, um, but it is an anxious time for players who uh, who are, I suppose, told they need to move on or look for further opportunities. We had a chat to Tom Phillips earlier. I'm really looking forward to having a chat to this guy who uh, was let go by West Coast not too long ago, uh, a father-son prior to that, the Richmond Football Club, and hopefully um, has still has some AFL football ahead of him. His name, of course, is Patrick Nation. He joins us on the line on Trade Afternoons. Welcome, Paddy. G'day, fellas. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you joining us, uh, mate. Obviously, uh, a week or so after... West Coast uh, decided that they wouldn't um, go ahead with you. Were you? Were you? Obviously, you were disappointed not to get another look in. Did you fear that the writing was on the wall, or were you uh, you confident that you were going to get another crack at it going into twenty twenty three? Because you joined under well, pretty unique circumstances, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, never been to Perth before until that point. So, um, yeah, I guess flying over there early days was it was a good experience for me, and um, yeah, it was a good opportunity to play some play some footy early days with the Eagles and um, I guess, yeah, it came as a bit of a shock um, later in the year, but um, yeah, well, I was, I was, I was enjoy, I enjoyed the year as a whole and um, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't change a thing. Just before I hand over to BJ, just remind us for a second because you, you played round one. Now, when did you actually get there? I've, in my mind, Paddy, you trained not long before you actually played. Yeah, so I, tra- I got there on the Thursday <laughs> Um, and then the last preseason game against Freo was on that Saturday, so I played the second half of that. Um, <laughs> and then, yes, a week later, played round one. So um, it all went pretty quick, but um, yeah, it was it was pretty enjoyable at the same time. How are you with names? I would have tested you. <laughs> no, I'm not too bad. I was I was pretty average early days, but um, by the end, I was all sweet. <laughs> a bit of few bit of mate and old mate and buddy and pal boss and, and boss. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that was Champ, a, jersey, mate, a couple of champs in there. <laughs> oh, I love it, it was it, it was only yeah, it was only a year ago, I think, uh, that we had a chat to you, Paddy. It might have been Dal and I, but uh, talking about your opportunities and and if there was any interest out there. But uh, is there anything? I think Geish is your manager, right? Is has Geish been working yeah. behind the scenes to potentially? Because we're just talking before you played eleven games. Oh, the moment you walked in the door, averaged sixteen point seven possessions, and we've got to keep in mind too that that team was decimated, so you didn't have you know, respectfully great players around you. So we thought you're doing a great job, but is there, is there any interest out there? Um, well, I've sp- I've, I guess I've spoken to a couple. Um, it's probably just, yeah, more geese work on the phones at the moment um, and me continuing to just train um, and do my off-season programs. So in terms of other clubs, I think Geish is um, hopefully chatting to a couple and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all I can in terms of training at the moment and, um yeah, I still want to still want to play at the elite level. So um, for me, I'm doing all I can at the moment. 
what, why don't you take us back to actually what you're doing? So you left Richmond and before you actually landed at West Coast and what that looked like. Because at that point, I think you were obviously had your, your hopes high of getting back into the AFL and you eventually did under some weird yep. circumstances. But what were you doing? And then potentially, what are your plans if nothing else comes of it? So, yeah, I um, yeah, finished up at Richmond, obviously, and um, had spoken to West Coast prior to that, but because of the borders um, and that old situation, um, sort of knew that it was probably going to take a little bit longer than um, I think whatever I wanted. So, um, yeah, I trained at the Saints as well for, I think it was two or three weeks there. Um, and thoroughly, like, that was a great experience and very thankful um, for, giving, for them giving me that opportunity to train there. And then, yeah, got on got on the flight over to Perth and, um, yeah, found out last week. So what I've been doing is, yeah, just the, been training with a couple of the Richmond boys back in Melbourne, um, which I've been enjoying and it's been good catching up with them. So, um, yeah. So, Paddy, well, we're more keen to look forward than back, but just in the season that just went, obviously uh, we're talking about, you know, the, your start to the season. So, you know, you played consistently all the way through until round eight and then you were made the sub in round nine and then you really struggled to sort of get back in after that what is there a crossroads moment here what do you suspect actually happened at around that juncture of the season because the numbers had been as we said really solid up through until round seven and eight yeah I think for me um speaking to Simo and all the coaches during the year it was probably um I had a little bit of a form fade for a couple of rounds and then um unfortunately for me fell out of favor with with the selection, um, and then yeah, just all, all I had to do with the feedback I got was just go back to Waffle and find some form, um, uh, which I felt I did. I uh, felt this year played some pretty consistent Waffle footy, um, and yeah, that that was probably the biggest feedback I got was just go back and continue to grow, get some form back in, um, which I thought I did. But then yeah, obviously um, with an aging list, they wanted to play a couple more younger boys who they've just drafted, so. Um, yeah, for, for my sake, it probably wasn't a good thing. But um, at the same time, it was good to see a couple of the younger boys from the from the Eagles and um, good to see them get a crack as well. So you mentioned you hadn't been to Perth before. What's it like playing elite-level football there in a big club like West Coast, particularly when obviously, you know, a relatively foreign situation for that club. They've been a powerhouse for so long. What was the environment and the mood like around the city of Perth in your time there? Um, it was pretty different in Melbourne. Um, there's a lot less... There's a lot less going on. It's a lot more chilled, um, which which I enjoyed. I'm um, sort of a pretty relaxed guy, so I enjoyed going over to Perth and um, yeah, meeting all the new boys. I lived with Luke Shuey for a bit, um, so him and Danny were unreal. So I lived with them for about four or five weeks, which is um, an experience going straight in with the captain. So um, <laughs> no, I made some good good friends over there, and um, yeah, I hopefully keep in contact with them. And what happens from now then, Paddy? Obviously, I imagine you, you, you're working on your fitness, you're training pretty hard, whether there'll be a train-on opportunity or not. I guess you've just got to keep, you know, anything's possible. Yeah, exactly right. For me, it's just, as I said before, just training. Training similar to last pre-season, I sort of experienced it um, last year with, with not sure what's going on. But for me, it's just, um, yeah, training train as hard as I can and um, it's been it's been good with training with the Tigers boys because they're on a similar program to me so yep. um, it, that's been pretty helpful and um, yeah for me it's just training and um, hopefully Geese is working the phones and um, yeah ho- hopefully I'll get, a, get another opportunity Oh, good on you, mate. We really appreciate you finding some time for us here on uh, Trade Afternoons and, and whatever happens I wish you all the best with it No, beauty, appreciate it. Thanks for having me Thanks, buddy. Patrick Nash there joining us uh, of course uh, son of Chris, if you want to go back, um, and that's how he was drafted, uh, number 34, father-son of the Tigers back in 2017. What a what a great young man, though. So regardless of what happens, 23 years of age, 
She's got a shed load of football Yeah, it's left a year in. on. That's why I may mention we talked uh, or had a chat to him this time last year about what was going to happen, and he's in that same boat again. So I didn't ask him. But uh, if you know, if all else fails, I felt a bit rude that if I did, that if nothing come of it, is it almost his last opportunity this year, or does it feel like? Because he's, he's been in the position now, second time in two years, in limbo. He's made mention Geish on the phone, trying to get any yeah. kind of nibble. It must be, a, you know, a, a kind of an awkward kind of you'd have to learn to be patient I mean, yeah weird kind of situation to be in so uh with yeah. so much uncertainty uh but, it, but the good thing about him he's still young so he's still got a lot of time i've talked about guys it's almost somewhat of a blessing in disguise that if they don't get the opportunity unfortunately in afl level that they've still got a long time to actually forge a career in other areas go go back to university or go to university study uh, and they almost get uh, a bit of a leg up on you know guys that then come out of footy at 28 29 or you know, myself at 34, they've, they've got a bit of a head start in the next career. Mentioned Brendan Laid before. He uh, is joining the Western Bulldogs, uh, crossing from the Saints, of course, as an assistant coach alongside Luke Beveridge. He was on uh, the trade feed earlier on today, and he was asked why so many players from the 2004 grand final have gone on to become coaches. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. This, and there's myself as an assistant, Josh Carr, Brett Montgomery. Mm. Um, there's still a lot of other people around as well that are, you know, assistant coaches, but we felt, I can't speak on Brisbane's behalf, but we felt that we had a very smart team at Port Adelaide through that period. And maybe we're trying to be a bit too cute at times with what we're trying to um, to do as a, as a team and just simplified it down in that, you know, 2004 year and got a great result. But uh, we felt we had a lot of smart players who could adjust things out in the field and it's probably translated into having some great coaches and, you know, to have um, a mentor like Mark Williams, you know, Phil Walsh, Dean Bailey, Alistair Clarkson, uh, in that 2004 year, um, there's a lot of senior coaches that come out of assistant coaches at Port as well. So we had some great teaching, we had some great players, and we um, yeah, did gel together well for a year anyway. There you go. So who we got there? There's Kingsley, there's Voss, there's McRae, there's the Scott brothers, there's Damien Hardwick as well. So some big, big names, big personalities, and um, and as it turns out, um, some good coaches in that, in that grand well, final. Well, just highlighted some of the coaches they had. So you're only a reflection of the environment yeah. that you are in and the people you hang out with, aren't you? So you've got great teachers and great footy minds around you. It's going to rub off. And he said we had a smart team. I think it's a reflection of the coaches and what they're teaching and their ability to teach the players I left coach Stuart, themselves. I left Stuart you off as well, of course, coach of the Gold Coast uh, Suns, who was uh, who was at Port Adelaide at the time. Uh, Ray is in Colac. He wants to talk about Jack Bowes' trade to Geelong. G'day, Raymond. How you going? What's on your mind? Um, I just want to know about the Jack Bowes deal. Like, we're going to, if we get Jack Bowes, we get the pick seven. But wouldn't that, in, wouldn't that make it harder for us to trade for um, Ollie Henry? Uh, yeah, that's looking very difficult at the moment because your next pick's 38, uh, Ray, and that's, uh, yeah, we spent a bit of time talking about that earlier. Um, that's what you have offered, and that is what has been swiftly rejected by Collingwood at the moment. So if you are to get Ollie Henry in, um, you're going to have to stump up a little bit more unless there's some sort of completely unforeseen backflip from Collingwood, but no one can see that happening at the moment. Uh, that's where that one sits. split pick seven. All that, so of course. offer it off yep. and try and get two other picks. Late first rounders, four pick seven, but then Sammy believes 
potentially they want to keep it and go to the draft because it's their highest draft pick in the draft since Joel Selwood. Yep. Uh, off the text, Jared Schofield and Josh Carr, both coaching prospects coming up too from that grand final as well. Um, right. Send through... Oh, reluctant to ask this. Send through your fact or fictions now because fact or fiction is up next. If you want to give us a suggestion, 0419-187-323. This is where BJ could smirk for Australia. He loves this segment. So hit us up on Trade Afternoons. It's for McDonald's and McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Trade Afternoons for McDonald's. The McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Late trade boys are assembling. Damien Barrett's uh, sausages here. Steve Silvani and uh, of course, who else is here today? Is Matty Rendell here as well? David Noble's in the house. Uh, he's off the bat. Uh, so what a trio in store for you. Three a three o'clock uh, within ten minutes. But time now for a bit of fact or fiction. It's time for fact or fiction. Particularly worried about this one. Because I wouldn't go so far as to say the dog has eaten my homework, but I just haven't quite He's had getting the worried. See this because I just mentioned to him that I had some homework for him, and the moment I mentioned it, he picked up his phone in that break and was dialing well, I got, I got numbers some. in panic. <laughs> And he did not talk to anyone. So no, but I, I, just, reckon, I, I reckon we've got him. It's funny. I just got a couple of texts, so we're okay. Oh, okay. So, we, might so be, we might not be a complete uh, balls up. Yeah. So let's, let's just go back from yesterday. Your homework was Fisher, Macassita, Richmond. Yeah, I can't put any meat on that bone whatsoever. No, okay. uh, so uh, I'm happy to, to cast that in the uh, fiction category for the moment. Uh, St Kilda's interest in Sam Wiedemann? No. That is fiction. Fiction that there you can go. be established as fiction. Another so one we talked about we didn't mention was Selwood potentially Carlton coaching role. I think that's still to play out. We did speak about that yesterday. I, I and the, and the dot joining going on here is of course is Luke Power moving across to coach the VFL so team. There's so there's a vacancy and there's a big name. I think that's all there is to it at the moment. Not to say it won't happen, but that might be well and truly ahead of us. Yeah. Okay. Let's start fresh. Oh. Okay. Adam Tomlinson exploring his options. I think Fact. he's manager. Yep. And. And what are his options at this point? Oh, hang on. That, the, the idea is you give me... <laughs> it's a two-part <laughs> question. That's not a fact or fiction. <laughs> yeah, who are the... Ta- okay, first, fact or fiction. <laughs> Exploring his options. Fact. Fact. Yep, and then... Don't ask me the rest. And then... To be determined. You, yep, got no one? To be determined. You'd think there's a number of suitors out there that are very keen on him. I would have thought the Saints would have looked at him as, as, mm-hmm. as keenly as they looked at someone like Zane Cordy. Maybe it was a brief conversation they wanted too much. Mm. Cordy's a lot easier being a free agent, Maybe, right? yep, yep, yep. But there are a number of teams. Essendon springs to mind. Plenty of money. Could get yep. the deal done. Need a yep. player. Still old enough to play in their next premiership. Oh, sorry, young enough, should I say. Mm. Yep, okay. Next one, fact or fiction. Joel Hamling. Exploring his I options and Geelong. No, I just can't. Going to Geelong. I want to say fiction because that makes no sense whatsoever. But I can't categorically. Sarva, Radagalia leaving. Yeah, I just can't categorically describe it as fiction because I haven't been able to establish it as, as that. If that it doesn't makes sense. make sense either, does it? Doesn't Perth make boy sense went back the there to be closer to home. He's 29 years old. If he's going to Geelong, it'll be purely as a backup again, I which think, is what he's doing yeah. at Freeman. I can see why he'd be exploring his options because. But yeah. not, not at Geelong, which keeps coming up. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but you're right. We get a lot of texts about it. Yep. Here's one. <laughs> this is this is Sammy's. I'm not sure if this comes through on text. Blaming him, throwing him into the bus. Crows making a late challenge for Horn Francis. Could look to trade Rolly O'Brien for a top 20 pick and Matt Crouch would what? be involved in the deal. Sorry. Say that again. 
I think it's just meant to say trade Riley O'Brien and a top 20 pick. Surely that's fiction. I haven't, I haven't, uh, oh yeah, here we go. No, surely that's uh, off the text. That is off the text. Uh, he's absolved himself from that. Yeah, fiction? Enough. I think so. Uh, the Crows were uh, working hard behind the scenes to move Mackesee, Crouch, Frampton, Rowe, and Scholl yeah. to build a swag of picks. Yeah, without doubt, there's some fact in that. Without doubt, there is some fact in yep. that. We know there is a fact around a lot of those players mentioned, and in fact, a chunk of them are going to be moving. Um, what their strategy is long term, I don't pretend to know, but there's fact around those players being uh, being gettable. So here's one off the text, which I happened to think about the other day. We talked yeah. about it briefly earlier on the show. Josh Bruce. So the text came through about yep. the whole bumping into an XDs player down on the peninsula, I think it was. Yeah. And he had said yeah. that Josh Bruce has done a medical at Melbourne. And Josh Bruce expects to be playing for Melbourne next year. I'm trying to find that out. I am trying desperately, but I can't. So I can't say fact or fiction. I, I'm leaning towards fiction, but I can't say that yeah. for sure. They could, it, it kind of adds up because we talked about it briefly, but I was talking about a mate and what it would look like for the Bulldogs. And he, he would be at the very bottom of the pecking order when it, he can't play back, mm. played forward ruck relief late in the year, got dropped, but he's then behind Norton, Lobb, well, depends on Jamara, at the Darcy. Mo- at the moment, with the Fremantle Dockers and Rory Lobb, I think we all thought that's just a bit of, you know, you've got to put the face on and you've got to, you've got to talk tough to get the best deal. But they're telling people privately that they're not trading him. Yep. So at the moment, I'm more inclined to think that's got some fact behind it. So it's coming back the other way for I- the Bulldogs because they're playing hardball with Dunkley. And yeah, Frio yeah. Are then playing hardball. Yeah, with Frio are telling people that they're absolutely not going to trade him. So Josh Bruce's situation but, might be determined by yeah. Rory Lobb. And then what does this look like? An extension of that? Just a discussion around Sam Wiedemann. So if Josh Bruce, for the, if there's some fact to it, what does that look? Yeah. like? Surely the writing on. So Josh Bruce is seeing the writing on the yep. wall. But it's surely not Sam is seeing the writing on the wall if they're interviewing Josh Bruce. I've had it confirmed that it's not the Saints. Yeah, we can put a line through them, not to say Sam Wedemann might move on. And here's a juicy fact or fiction: just the last one. The dogs will bid early on Brisbane father son <laughs> prospect Jasper Fletcher out of spite. Oh boy, wouldn't that be a juicy uh, play come come draft night? Blimey. Very funny. Couldn't say that was fact or fiction at the moment. Probably to be determined. Um, right. BJ, it's been fun on Continental. Our last fact, this, trade rate. Oh, you got, got another text, one? Yeah, the Saints have removed Goddard from the player records. <laughs> oh, that's a bit rough. Yeah, I'll meet you there in history, mate. So Forever. Forever. That's right. Go down there and you'll be able to see my name and a couple of pictures <laughs> of me. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> i got a funny story about that. Oh, we don't have there time. Was no, there was no pictures of me at uh, the old... Uh, We're out of time. Old, old place hey. down at... Um, what was it called? In Tell Frankston. Me. Yeah, Seaford. Seaford. Tell me this story next week, okay, on Monday, yeah, which Friday. is when we'll See be back. Monday. Trade afternoons, Monday, 1 o'clock. The Late Trade's up next. Have yourself a great afternoon. Barrett, Silvani, Noble. Stay with us. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.